Why don't you give the Lord a hand clap of praise in the building here tonight? Boy, I'm excited. I'm in the house of the Lord here tonight. I, uh, maybe I'll take a couple minutes. I, uh, I sure love Brother Benoit. We are like brothers, and uh, we have had some fun, and we've had some fun times. But there's a lot of folk right here in, in this house that uh, I see had a part of raising me on the good part of my life. And when things kind of went south, I know y'all just cut me loose, but you still love me. So anyway, but it's good to see Sister Debbie and Brother Clifton. I guess when I was just a little fella, they was helping me out. Uh, I tried to be good, but it was just so hard. I might write a book one day and change the name to Protect the Innocent. And uh, and <laughs> and uh, see Brother C.J. and Sister Sparkle. Now that man right there, if that man calls you, you better listen. I promise you. I've been in some serious trouble before in the spirit. And Brother C.J. would call and he'd just say, just listen. And he'd tell me, he'd say, that's it, just hang up. And it'd be exactly what I needed. And I think, man, if I've ever heard from the Lord, I heard from the Lord through C.J. Benoit. He wouldn't want me to say it, but I'm telling you, he's like a prophet. That man can hear from the Lord. So, Brother CJ, I love you. I don't want to embarrass you, but I love you. And Sister Sparkle, I love y'all. And it's good to see Brother Bushnell and Brother and Sister Smith. Man, just want Brother Charlie. I remember when he had that 0305. I just a little fella coming to the Sawdust Hill, having the time of my life. Dylan, good to see y'all. Jennifer, different ones, my goodness. And Ron, keep your mouth shut. That's all I can say there. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, hallelujah. Well, thank God for the blood. <laughs> Boy, I tell you. So anyway, and uh, I love the Benoit family. How many love your pastor and your pastor's wife? Wow, wow, wow. And I see other folks here that I know well. Oh, Ron, he stopped me back there, and he said, well, he said, I'm normally, he said, don't, them scriptures, he said, I'm just, I said, don't worry about it, I ain't going to give you none. I said, I can't read good anyway. <laughs> there's the King James Version, and then there's the DIV Version. Probably most of you have never heard of that. That's the David-inspired version, and so that's the one I like to go with because it fits me well, and uh, so we're going to have fun. Everybody good? Everybody good? Look at your neighbor and tell them you look better than I do. Uh, some of you might have to ask God to forgive you. And uh, <laughs> all right. How many enjoyed the praise team? Do they do a phenomenal job or what? Goodness gracious. Wow. I like it. All right. It's 737. I don't preach long if you get with me. If you sit there like knots on dill pickles, I don't have to leave till 8 in the morning and I'm not tired. And I came from Eastwood, so I could at least go to 11, and uh, that was normal. And uh, so I'm kidding. We're just going to have fun here tonight. If you need a miracle, you can get it tonight. If you need deliverance, it can happen tonight. 
All I know is I'm a faith preacher. That's all I know. If you need and want God to do something for you in your body, your mind, or your spirit, it can happen tonight if you'll just hang in here with me for just a few moments. Is that all right? Glad I got my family with me. And uh, if the other two would have known I was coming to Uncle Scott's and Aunt Rhonda's buddy, they wouldn't have went home. But I didn't tell them because I needed them to go home. They've been, they've been costing me too much. Whew, they needed to go home in Jesus' name. I love them to death. The Bible said, Behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came Jarius by name. And the Bible said that when he saw him, he fell at his feet. And he begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. And then the Bible said that while he was speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house and said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the master any further? And then the Bible said that as soon as Jesus heard the words that were spoken, he looked at the ruler of the synagogue and said, Do not be afraid, only believe. So someone comes and says, That daughter's dead. But Jesus said, Hold up, don't be afraid, but only believe. Then the Bible said he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. And then he said, and then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and he saw a tumult, which was a commotion made by a large crowd. He said there was folks that were weeping and wailing loudly. So you got somebody that says your daughter's dead. Then you got Jesus saying, hold on, don't be afraid. Then you got folks crying, weeping and wailing. And then he said, why do you make the commotion and weep? For the child is not dead, but only asleep. So now I'm going to go back. So she's dead. He said, uh-uh, don't be afraid. Then he said, mm she ain't dead. She's only asleep. See, when God begins to step into a situation, no matter what is said and no matter what is done and when no matter what happens when God steps in something going to change when God starts moving something going to happen when, Sunday, when God starts doing something it don't matter what it looks like something going to happen said why do you come up the weeds and child not dead but only asleep and then the Bible said they laughed him to scorn He said he had to put them all out and he took the father and the mother and those who were with him. I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. What God was saying was is that don't get to laughing because you might have to outshout your doubt. But the Bible said laughed him to scorn. He had to put them all out and he took the father and the mother and those who were with him. Then the Bible said he took that child by the hand. He said Talitha Kun, which is translated, little girl, I say unto you, arise. And then a Bible said immediately, not in a few, I mean immediately. The Bible said that girl arose and walked and she was 12 years old and they was all overcome with great amazement. For just a few moments, I, I, I like preaching this part, but just for a few moments, let me preach a little bit about when God steps in. When God steps in, something going to happen. And I, am I in a church that knows that? When God steps in, something's going to change. Am I in a church that can believe that? One time, like you're doing, give him a hand clap of praise. Come on, just give him a hand clap of praise. God, I don't want to do no more or no less than what you want me to do. God, I want to do exactly what you want me to do. God, no more or no less. I want your spirit to flow in this house. Satan, I want you to know you have no power. You have no dominion. You're a liar, a deceiver, a father of lies, and the truth isn't in you. 
I'm going to give you honor in this house, God. In Jesus' name. You can sit down as long as you don't stay there. Here we go. When God steps in. Here we got a man. I'll paraphrase a little bit. We got a man that had simple faith. He knew that if he could step, Jesus could step into his daughter's life, that something uh, was going to change. And even though Jesus was delayed uh, in reaching uh, Jarius' house, uh, Jarius uh, did not give up the faith. Uh, even though the messenger of the synagogue, he had a little doubt. He wasn't for sure if God could raise the dead. Uh, but he was saying, listen, I got a baby uh, that everybody says that's not living. Uh, but I need a God uh, that can step into that baby's life uh, and make uh, everything new. Uh, even though the crowd began uh, to laugh him to scorn, uh, Jesus said, you know what? I'm about to step into that situation uh, and I'm not going to stop uh, until something changes. Uh, I'm here to tell somebody, uh, you better get ready. Uh, when God steps in, uh, something's going to happen. Uh, when God begins to move, uh, something's going to change. Uh, when God begins to work, something uh, is going to transpire uh, in the presence uh, of the king. I'm here to tell somebody my God's not a dead God. My God's not a dried up God. My God's not a plucked up God. But my God is alive and well. My God ain't... You better go ahead and dance in advance. You might as well go on and shout because God is going to take care of our situation. Listen, when God steps in, doubt's going to step out. When God steps in, fear steps out. When God steps in, indecision steps out. When God steps in, fear steps out. When God steps in, oppression and depression has to step out. But more than that, when God steps in, the devil has to step out. I'm telling somebody, you better get ready. Your miracle is in your mouth. What you say is what you're going to get. What you speak, that's what God's going to let happen. You gotta believe that God can do anything. You gotta get in the spirit that God can handle anything. We got to get rid of stinking thinking. Get an old checkup from the neck up and say, I'm about to get a blessing. I'm about to be changed. God is about to work on my behalf. God can do anything. God can handle anything. I'll say it again. What you say is what you're gonna get. You ever met them people, they ain't sick, but they want to be sick. That one of them down there by, at my house. <laughs> I'm telling you, they, they ain't sick, but they want to get sick. How you doing? I'm sick. I'll probably be sick next week. And if it don't get no better, I'll be sick the week after that. My God, what you say is what you're going to get. What you decree and declare, that's what let happen. Uh-oh. What you speak, that's what's going to happen. Listen, I'm 54 years old. I get up every morning. My kids pick at me. I take off walking like Charlie Chapman. And then I get stuff moving. When I first get up, I got to stand there a little bit, Brother Smith. I got to kind of shake a little bit. Make sure everything's going to work before I take off. And I'm only 54. It's been through a few bit more years of 54. That's the problem. But you know what? I don't get them say, well, my Lord, I'm hurting again. It's going to be bad today. Uh-uh. When I get up, I got to get it in my mind. I don't care come hell or high water. I'm going to be blessed and highly favored. God's going to do something miraculous. I'm going to be blessed in this house today. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to back up. I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to get detoured delayed. I'm going to believe that God can do anything. 
When God steps in, something's going to happen. When God steps in, something's going to change. You get in our spirit. You get in your spirit. You get in your mind. I'm telling you, there's a difference. I've been, I've been, I've been kind of slowing down, kind of thinking about stuff. It's, hey, listen to me. Thinking's dangerous when you ain't used to it. Take it from me. <laughs> I ain't even gonna say what. Never mind. <laughs> but I've been thinking about things. There's difference in the word of faith and the gift of faith and prophecy. There's a difference. Anybody can speak the word of faith. Not everybody possesses the gift of faith. But anybody can speak a word of faith. I mean, you can just stand up and say, we're going to be blessed today. Word of faith. That's different than saying, the Lord said, you're going to be blessed today. There's a difference. I think some people are kind of getting that a little confused with, with prophecy. And then when it doesn't come to pass like they said it was going to happen, then they're going to say, well, what's wrong with the Lord? Is he not moving like he used to move? No, he's moving. We just ain't listening. God said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. But there's nothing wrong with you getting it in your spirit and saying, I'm going to be blessed today. There's nothing wrong with getting it in your spirit and saying, my baby's going to be saved. My my." My husband is going to be saved. There's nothing wrong getting it in your spirit saying everybody that used to come to this church that that's not here anymore. Anything can happen. There's a difference when you open your mouth and say this is what's going to happen versus saying the Lord said. Me and Brother Ben, while we buddies, I done told him I ain't never heard the voice of the Lord. Well, look at boy, it got quiet right there. <laughs> Almost heard, heard a mouse licking ice at the back of the church. But I know when I'm impressed in the Holy Ghost. I've never seen angels, but I know when they're in the building. He gives me a sign for two different things, two different angels. I know the gift of faith is not for myself, but it's for others. But here's what I also know. Even though I had never heard the voice of God, I know when he's moving. I know when he's impressing. I know when he is moving upon a congregation. I, I don't go by what I feel because feel is only seven times in the word of God. I go by what I know, which is 717 times in the word of God. Just because you don't feel it don't mean it ain't happening. Just because... Just because you don't see it don't mean it ain't happening. I'm telling somebody in Indian Village, you need to get it in your spirit. You need to see these pews full. You, you need to see these pews full. You need to see your family members sitting here. You need to see your loved ones sitting here. You, oh, I'm about to get on it. You need to see your loved ones sitting here. What you ought to... Oh, God, what you need to do is you need to envision every person that used to come to this house that God work it out and bring them back. Can it happen? Yeah. Will it happen? Yeah. Why? Because God don't lie. God don't lie. God's not stuck off in a corner wringing his hands about what's going on right now. He ain't worried. 
I'm telling you, you get ready. It's not because of the pandemic people are coming back to the house of God. It ain't because of the corona that people are coming back to God. You know why they're going to come back? Because we're about to open our mouth. We are about to decree and declare. We are about to speak under the unction of the Holy Ghost. And say in the name of Jesus. You're coming back to this house. In the name of Jesus. It's going to happen in this house. I want you to mark me down in this house tonight. People that walked out and said, I'll never go back to that church. Liar. Liar. That wasn't them talking. That was the enemy. I'm right there. I'm right there. People that say, well, how do you know? Because you just said, how do you know? That ain't really you. That's the enemy talking through you. The enemy doesn't have no influence of his own. He has to use you to get his work done. So you got to do is ask yourself, am I working for the enemy? Or am I working for the master? Am I working for the one that wants to destroy my family? Or am I going to work for the one that says my family is going to be blessed and highly favored? Indian Village, I'm telling you right now, there's about to be a shaking in this city. There's about to be a shaking in this town. There's about to be a shaking in this region. And God is going to get the glory. You might as well go on and shout now. You might as well... You say, how do you know it's going to happen? God cannot lie. <laughs> Already heard. I know her. I call her Aunt Carolyn. Somebody told me she prayed back through the other day. I bet it's been 25 or 30 years. I remember going right past the church. Turning right there left. Going down the little driveway. Little white house on the left, double wide trailer on the left. Used to go to that house many days. Aunt Carolyn and them would come. Uncle Danny and them would come. Lynn and Sarah and them would come. Ricky would be, huh? We'd all. And uh, just yesterday, somebody said, remember Aunt Carolyn? I go, yeah. Say, guess what? She just prayed through. I said, ooh, the devil's a liar. Ooh, the devil's a liar. You said, what are you trying to tell me? I'm telling you, here's what we need to do, Pastor. We need to take the I'm telling we need to take the limits off of God and say, you know what? I know everything ain't just right. I know we ain't got it all together, but God, I'm asking you to move on my behalf. I'm about to open my mouth and speak in the heavens, and I need you, God, to move on my behalf. What we say is what we're gonna get. What you speak, that's what's going to happen. It's in the tongue. You know the tongue. I got, I got a problem with the whole tongue. I got in a wreck and that mug got cut off, got put back on. Do you know when a man dies, it's the quickest part of the body to rot? Did you know that? When a person dies, the tongue is the first part of the body to rot. But it's also the quickest part of the body to heal when it gets hurt. The tongue. That's why God chose the tongue. 
when I got in that wreck in Africa <laughs> and that thing was hanging on and I, they kept calling home telling my wife that uh, my tongue had got cut off. She kept thinking they were saying my thumb and she says, he'll be fine. <laughs> when I finally got on the phone, I said, no, 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 She said, you're going to be fine. I said, you're on the damn in my tongue. <laughs> when I finally got home, she said, well, my God, it's your tongue. I said, that's what we've been trying to say. <laughs> I said, honey, I'm out there in Africa with them, with them lions. And, 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 and my God, poor Carlin, poor me. My God, I had to put up with it, not her. I was the one hurt. But I learned something about that old tongue. Ooh. Let me tell you about that tongue. That tongue is the most powerful weapon in the world. It ain't the Coronas. <laughs> it, yeah? it, it, ain't, it ain't anthrax. It ain't missiles. It ain't guns. Guns wear out. But, buddy, when that tongue dies out, there's another one that takes its place. Tongue's like the Energizer Bunny. It never stops. That tongue's a powerful tool. Isn't it amazing? See, that's why I never use the words incredible and impossible and unbelievable because those words are negative. We'll be having great church. People will tweet. I'm not on Twitter. I'm on Twitter, but I'm not on it. I don't look at it. And I'm on Facebook. That way people will leave me alone. I'm not on it, but I'm there. I don't got it on my phone or nothing, but I'm on there. I'm I'm. I'm Tech savvy. I'm on there. There'll be people tweeting about church. They'll say, oh, today we had incredible church. What you just said was this church wasn't incredible. Incredible means it's incredible. We had unbelievable church today. What you just said was is God must be a joke. It can't it ain't even believable. See, we, we, don't think about, we don't think about how powerful, Pastor, that tongue is. We, we don't think about how, how powerful that tongue is when we say things that we don't... Ooh. Some things like, I've heard people say, they'll never make it. They'll never do nothing for the Lord. They've been rode off. I'd like to ask that person, who died and made you king? I had an old boy one time when I was uh, in a little trouble. <laughs> and uh, he told Brother Ewan, he said, you see that boy right there? He said, he's beat. I mean, he listened. I mean, he just, I won't say what all he said about me, but in the just of it, I'll never do nothing. I'll never be nothing. I'm a lost cause. God has wrote me off. That's what he said. That's what he said about me. I didn't hear him. And if I would have heard him, it probably wouldn't have been good, but I didn't hear him. And then I ended up finding grace and mercy in the eyes of God. And I ended up, God, getting me to a spot where I said, hey, Jesus, if you'll just let me get back to the house, I promise you I'll act right. I, I lied. I lied. I didn't get all the way right, but at least I started trying. But when I came back, and then years later, you know, what that man said to me, which I kept my mouth shut, which was a miracle, I see him in the predicament he is. And, of course, the old David Smith, I'm trying to get better, but I was still, I was still a hard head. I'm still a little hard head, but I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to say less and get more done, but it's so hard. But uh, I'm trying. But I did see that man, and there he is in shambles. And I wasn't as mean as he was, but I walked up to him. I said, sir, do you remember me? He said, no. I said, well, I was the guy in that blue Jeep in front of the church hanging on the roll bar that you said, dot, dot, dot. I said, you remember that? He goes, yeah. I said, well, I'm that man. <laughs> he goes, excuse me? I said, I'm that man. I said, preaching the world, getting to go all over the world, preaching the good news of Jesus Christ. I said, sir, thank you. I said, thank you for being wrong.
I said, but I won't do to you what you did to me. I said, I'll just ask the Lord to help you. Now, I know that's a little rude and I probably shouldn't have done it, but I learned something about that tongue. What we say is what we're going to get. And what we speak, that's what God's going to let happen. And what we decree and declare, that's what the Lord is going to do. I'm telling us here in Indian Village, we better get ready because we're about to speak in the heavens. And God is about to do it for us. I said we're about to speak in the heavens and God is about to do it for us. You say, what do you mean? You know what? You can prophesy. You can speak. You don't have to be a car carrier to prophesy. You don't got to be all, have all your ducks in a row, as we'd say, to prophesy. All you got to do is be able to open your mouth. You know what? We can prophesy. We can speak in faith. There'll be some that it'll be, yeah, you say it's the Lord. There'll be others that will say, you know what? I'm just going to believe it, and it's going to happen. And I believe that God can do it. Like I told you, there's a difference in the word of faith and the gift of faith and a word of prophecy. So you know what? We can speak the word. We can speak in faith. And God, I'm telling you, can let it happen. You say, do you believe it? I believe it. Because why? Because I've seen it. God can do anything if we'll believe it. So when God steps in, something's going to happen. When, when God steps in, something going to change. When, when, when God steps in, something begins to transpire. Every time. Not sometime, but every time. There's people here right now. While I'm talking, your mind's just going. You can't even hardly listen to me because <laughs> your mind's just going thinking, my Lord, this one ought to be back in church. This one ought to be coming. This one ought to be thinking about this. This one ought to, am I right? This one ought to be here. And this, and this one, see, what? We, listen, what we say is what we're going to get. What we speak, that's what God is going to put into motion. You say, are you serious? Yeah. I'm not going to embarrass anybody. But you know what we're going to do tonight? It's, uh, it's 8 o'clock. What time we get out? Okay. Whenever. That's, that's dangerous. You know what we're going to do? We're going to speak. While I've been preaching, I'm getting that little nudge from the Holy Ghost. We're going to speak. And you know what? We're going to say, you know what? I'm speaking, and this is going to happen. And I'm speaking, and this is going to happen. We're not going to pray about it. We're not going to have to cry about it. We're not going to have to get all worried about it. We're just going to say, you know what? I'm going to speak, and God is going to answer my prayer. I, I'm going to speak in the unction of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you right now at 8 o'clock, Jesus is about to dispatch angels from this place. And they're about and they're about to go to those houses and hospitals and places. And I, I'm telling you, we're about to speak. And there's about to be a shift in the atmosphere. And there's going to be a change in the spirit. You might not see it with your natural eye. But in the spirit, God is about to open up a floodgate of heaven. So you say, it can happen? Yeah, it can happen. While I've been preaching the last uh, about 16 minutes, you thought of somebody? You, you, somebody God put, listen to me. How many while I've been preaching, you, I was speaking about them coming home, all of a sudden somebody just came to your mind? Who? Come on. Look at that. 
All right, put your hand down. This ain't a trick question. How many of you think that was the devil that put him there or her there? So if it wasn't the devil, it had to be who? It had to be God. You've been wanting to be spiritual. You're fixing to get your chance. I mean, you, you've been wanting to like, you about to get your chance. I mean, you've been wanting to like, you about to get your chance. You say, are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. All right, in this section, how many thought of somebody? Raise your hand again. All right, you thought? Okay, here's what we're going to say. We're going to say, I believe, and then faith. Whatever you feel that person better have. We're going to call them by name. If you got a son, we're going to say, I believe my son's going to come home. Your son's got a name. You gave it to it. You might not like it, but you gave it to it. Can I say something? I never found out where Jesus got beady eyed and tried to figure out what was wrong with people. I'm cool with BDI people, I just, but I never saw it. You got me? The Lord just walked up and said, uh, <clears throat> hello. <laughs> they say, hey, Lord. And he goes, what you got need of? The guy says, duh, I'm blind. He said, no problem. <laughs> Go wash. Then the old boy come back. He said, well, what do you see? He said, uh, I see men as trees. Jesus said, paraphrasing, uh-oh, <laughs> let's pray again. Nowhere. Every place Jesus showed up, they came to him. He said, what do you have need of? What are you looking for? What do you want? And they spoke. Y'all don't do them here because I know you're pastor. Or y'all might because he's new, but you'll stop after tonight. There is no such thing as unspoken requests. Y'all still standing? Okay. There's no such thing as unspoken requests. You can't find that anywhere. I got a special unspoken request. Thirteen years later, I got a special unspoken request. Ten more years, I got a special unspoken request. reason you got a special unspoken request is because you never said nothing. You have not because you... Hello, it's in the Bible. Is that okay? Am I okay, Pastor? I made you mad. Forgive me. Here we go. We all right. You good? Right over here. We got to do it quick. All right. Say, I believe. I believe Christy, Stevie, Steve, Charlie, Donna, Roland be back home. Now, the Bible says rejoice with the ones who rejoice. See, you might not know them like she knows them, but I'm going to rejoice with her. Because I know if I rejoice with her, when it comes my turn, I'm going to get what I want. We can't rejoice too long. He knows. All right. I believe that Donna and Roland and Courtney and Albin are coming home. Yeah. Oh, y'all better get ready. Guess what? We're already losing seats right now. We're already losing seats right now. Who else? Who else? Oh, 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 oh. Let me get here. 
I believe Spencer is coming home. Yeah. Who else? Wave your hand at me so I don't miss you. Who else? I believe Blake's coming home. All right, Blake's coming home. Who else? Anybody in this section? Bruce, Jessica, Matt, and Bruce, Jessica, and Matt. Coming home. See, I'm telling somebody. You say, well, I don't know if it's going to happen like that. Well, quit thinking when you ain't used to it. Just say, I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to believe. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to say that it's about to happen. Anybody in this section? Anybody in this section? I'm I'm just making sure. I'm coming down. Anybody in this section? All right. I believe Roy is going to get the Holy Ghost, my brother. Hey! How's Roy? How's Roy? Oh, that's young. I went and preached for Brother T.W. Barnes. Y'all know him, the old prophet. I walked in there and he says, Boy, I'm glad you're here today. He says, You're going to pray? My baby brother threw. I said, oh, okay, prophet. And I thought, man, man, Brother Barnes is old as dirt. And I said, Brother Barnes, how old is your baby brother? He says, Ralph is 83. Now, I know you're all spiritual, but let me tell you what David Smith did. I turned around and I said, now, God, I am here with the prophet. And I am not playing. I said, you're going to fill him with the Holy Ghost because your reputation's on the line. When Ralph got to church, the old prophet pointed him out to me. I can take you to the seat, Brother Smith, he was sitting at. I walked up to him. I said, I want you to look at me, Ralph. I said, you're going to get the Holy Ghost today, dude. When I lay hands on you, I said, do you hear me? He goes, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. I said, do you want it? He goes, "Mm mm-hmm. I said, good. You're going to get it. He said, okay. I thought to myself, I got half the battle won. But I reminded the Lord, I said, Jesus, we got a 50-50 chance here. I ain't, I ain't kidding. I was nervous. The old prophet sitting in that dumb, squeaky chair. I'm preaching going, Jesus, would somebody get WD-40? And uh, I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost got to moving. I ran down there. Ralph got to repenting with me. I laid hands on him. He got to talking in tongues. The old prophet literally hit me in the back of the head and said, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> he walked off and I said, thank you, Holy Ghost. <laughs> Booyah. <laughs> I said, he's going to like me now. <laughs> he's going to get the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout for her. They know Josh is living up in Okima right now. It ain't always smooth sailing. But when it gets rough, he calls me, Uncle David. I said, "Mm mm-hmm, I need to talk to you. Been there a year. Had a few little bumps in the road, but guess what? 
coming to church almost, except till the COVID, he's been coming to church every service, sitting next to my wife. He's going to be saved in Jesus' name. Jeannie and Chelsea, they're going to be saved in Jesus' name. Who else? I'm believing God for a hundred-soul revival in this church. I need some shouter. Come on, some of you young people. I need a young person to take a lap for me. I need a young person to take a lap for me. That's right. Run for some of the elders. I need a young person to take a lap for me. Yeah! Well, we might as well praise break a little while. Come on. We might as well praise break a little while. I don't need no music. Ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party. Ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Y'all listen up. Everybody that comes to this church that has somebody lost. In Jesus' name, I'm, I'm going to be with you. Let's rejoice with mama. People that's got people lost, they're going to come back. Let's rejoice with that. All right, listen up. I believe Darren Costick will be saved. And G- let's rejoice with him. Darren's going to come home. All right, here we go. Pam, Travis, Chrissy. And my sister Candy. Oh, Gonna be here. Yes, yeah. Somebody better rejoice for old brother Ron. I know that family. You better rejoice. When I heard he was in this church, I said, it can't be to Ron. I know. They said, oh, yeah, it is. And when I saw him, I'm like, oh, my Lord. I'm telling you, God can do anything. Anybody? I'm coming, the order. I'm coming. I believe God's going to bring my wife back to the Indian village. Larry Johnson. Brenda Johnson. Brenda Johnson, in Jesus' name. Let's shout with the elder. Brenda's coming back. Anybody in this section? Anybody? Oh. Tyler Hickenbottom's coming back home. Tyler Hickenbottom. Some of you say, well, I don't know him. It doesn't matter if you know him. She knows him. The Bible said to rejoice with the ones who are rejoicing. So I'm going to believe Tyler's coming home right now. Angels of the Lord are being sent to that man right now. I believe Amy Benoit, Mallory Snyder, and Caitlin Johnson are coming back. Oh, oh, oh. What you going to do when you got to get up and give up your seat? Can I? Are we all right? Let me, let me tell you something. Oh, am I okay? I went to this church that they didn't let certain kind of people come to that church. Oh, are we live? Good. And, um, but in that area, that's all the kind of people there were. And the man told me, I wish these certain people would come to the church, but I got people in this church, won't let them in the building. 
Now, I won't tell you where I was at, north, south, east, west of here. I said, it's fine. Me and my boy and Jason Dillon, I had to call him. He had to drive many, 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 many miles to come meet me. I went and bought 1,500 flyers, had them made up at the Kinko, and went back to this little town that you couldn't stay in the hotel. It was rough. When I tell you I've been it was rough. And I went to them neighborhoods, and church started at 1030. And on my flyer, I said church started at 945. And I didn't tell them what I did. <laughs> and I went and passed out 1,500 door hangers and promised them that they were going to get gift cards if they came to church. Now, for some people that you think that's a sin, the Bible says compel them that are lost. I went and bought gift cards, $10 gift cards. Son, 9.45 came, and here they come. Phew, phew. The pastor says, oh, Brother Smith. I said, you can go home today if you want. I got service. I said, because I'm not scared of them old goats. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to lose. <laughs> they kept on coming in. Before you know it, the church only seated 100. We had 175 in the building. They only ran six. So I took six metal chairs and set them up in the foyer and waited for them to come to church. And when they got there, they said, what's going on? I said, we're about to have church, and this is your seat right here. And when we got all said and done, oh, Jesus, let 47 of those receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. We had 26 get baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. And before everything was over, those six were hugging necks and saying, I'm so glad you're in this church, and it is a thriving church today. I can bring you to it with all kind of people in the building. I want white. I want black. I want Chinese. I want smart people. I want dumb people. I want big people, a lot of people, ugly people. How about this? Lost people. I want what that Bible said, whosoever will people. Who else? Yes, sir. Russell Asitza will come home. In Jesus' name. We all right? Yes, sir. My daughter Mandy and granddaughter Avery. All right. In Jesus' name. I'm rejoicing with them. Who else? Anybody? I ain't got nobody to name, but if this service would have happened six months ago, my mama would have been yelling my name, and here I am today. Hey! Anybody? Yes, our elder. David and Brooke. Yeah. They're coming home. Abby, Trasper, and Eric for coming home. In Jesus' name. My son and my daughter. Chad and, and Michelle. Chad and Michelle are coming home. 
You say, can it happen? You better believe it. Will it happen? You better believe it. I'm telling you. Man, am I, I'm okay? Y'all sit down. Yeah. Woo. When the lost coin, the sheep, and then we always hear about the prodigal, which... It, it never it never says even prodigal in the Bible. We use words that are not in the Bible like the rapture. There is no rapture. It's the second coming, the catching away when the trump of God. There's no rapture. When people started tweeting the rapture was going to happen, I knew it wasn't going to happen because there is no rapture. I heard somebody preach a whole message on the Shekinah glory. There's no such thing as the Shekinah glory. There is the glory cloud, but not the Shekinah glory. That's, that's a, no. A lot of people preaching about the prodigal. It's not the prodigal. It's the lost son didn't come back to the father's house he came back to the father so we got lost sons and daughters and granddaughters and this and here's the problem the reason the prodigal i'm gonna say the word prodigal because that's the way our mind thinks the reason the prodigal don't come home is because they've never had a pig pen experience because us as family members keep them from having that We empower them to stay in the. We empower them to stay out of the pig pen. Daddy, could you just please help me with my truck note? If not, I'm going to lose it. Okay, this one last time. Can you help me with that rent? Get this one last time. I need a hamburger. Can you buy me? I'll buy you two, baby. This one last time. So the problem. The problem is the reason the the. I'm going to say the word. I don't believe. It's the lost son, but the prodigal. The reason the prodigal don't come home is because we never let him go to the pig pen. But if we would start praying, Jesus, I'm asking you to give so-and-so a pig pen experience. Then here, and, and you would cut off your compassion long enough to let Jesus work. You can change the Lord's mind. If you don't believe me, just ask Lazarus how mad he is over Mary and Martha that wouldn't shut up. Did he not have it made? Was he not in the bosom of Abraham? And Mary and Martha just kept on. And he said, okay, okay, okay. He said, roll away the stone. Then the Bible, you want to know why Jesus wept? This is why he wept. Then the Bible says Jesus wept, and then he said, Lazarus, come forth. The reason Jesus wept is because Lazarus was already in the bosom of Abraham, but because Mary and Martha wouldn't shut up, he had to roll away the stone and bring him back to earth to live among man again. I'd be crying too. I know you never heard that, but there you go. It's in the Bible. So what you got to do is, is you got to shut off your compassion. I didn't say be rude. Shut off the compassion and say, okay, Jesus, I'm praying that they go to the pig pen so that they will come to their senses and come back to the Father. That's what has to happen, Pastor. Nothing wrong, loving but that's what has to happen. So now, I know that kind of put a little damper on things, kind of made you think about stuff. But you know what? Here's the deal. We don't have time to play around. Okay? I'm, listen, Jesus has been coming 
since my grandma was a baby, okay? And he was coming before that. He'd been coming. And I've had somebody just lately say, when you think the Lord's coming, bang, 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 you know? And I said, listen, however old you are, he's that many years closer than when he started. You know? I don't know when he's coming. I just know he's coming. You know? The way it's going right now, we couldn't even fill up a street in heaven. Seven billion people in the world, 500, uh, uh, 500 uh, million people saved. Can't even fill up a street in heaven. And if that Bible's true, and it says two going to be in the bed, one taken and one left, oh, that means only 250. That's why my daddy said, I moved your mom in the other room, son. He said, I didn't want, have to, I didn't want the Lord. <laughs> he said, I didn't want the Lord to have to figure out who he's going to pick. Daddy says, I'm going no matter what. I moved your mom in the other room. <laughs> and my mama peeled off on him and said, how you like that? <laughs> she said, I'm going now. <laughs> I'm telling you all this because you hear me in Indian Village. There is promises and prophecies on this house. There is promises that have been given to this church that God says, I do not lie. And I am about to show myself strong. So if you believe and you receive that God's going to do it, I want you to shout like it's already happening. I just want you to give him a war cry in the house like it's already happening. I want you to shout with inside like it's already happening. I'm telling you, I'm promising you, boy, I hate to say this, and I'm not saying this because your pastor is seriously like a brother to me, but I am telling you, God has placed his favor on certain men of God, and wherever that man Wherever the soles of his feet shall tread, it shall be his. God. See, some people's called, some sent, and some just pick up and went. He was sent here by God. He was called here by God. When he told me what he was going to do, I said, Leave me out here by myself. I said, yes. He goes, what you mean? I said, that's just more places for me to preach. I said, I didn't think I was ever going to get you out of that church so I could go. I'm kidding. But because Jesus, I know I made light of that, but when because Jesus put him here, and, 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 and he ain't a God, but because the favor of God is upon him and his family, I am telling you, we're about to see promises be fulfilled in this house. Because, don't forget, I knew the man of God that was here before him. And there was promises fulfilled for him. And there was promises and prophecies even fulfilled that he was told. And then Jesus says, we got them and now. We're going to keep moving. 
I'm telling you what I know in the Holy Ghost. There's about to be a shift in the atmosphere for the Indian Village Pentecostal Church. I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll do I think we need to respond to the word of the Lord here tonight by faith, by lifting our hands, but opening our mouth right now. And do like Mary did. Be it unto me. When something came to her that she might not have understood it, but she had enough God consciousness to know, I don't have to understand it. I just got to receive it. That's what God's asking us here tonight. You don't know how they're going to come. I don't know how they're going to come. All God's asking from us as a church body, receive the word of the Lord by saying, Be it unto me according to thy word. Come on, lift your voice right now. Let it be louder than mine. Be it unto me. Shout it from your belly. Be it unto me. According to thy word, I speak it for this church, a hundred or two hundred fold revival. Be it unto us. According to thy word. Jesus. Somebody could receive a healing right now. Lift your hands. The gift of faith's in this house right now. You could receive a healing in your body. That cancer could go. It ain't just going to go in remission. It's going to shrink up and die and leave your body in the name of Jesus as a confirmation. Sister Katie, we're going to curse that spirit of cancer. Are you ready? By the authority in the word of God, spirit of cancer, I command you to loose her body now. I command it to dry up now. I curse it at the roots now. I command it to leave now. I command that blood to change now. Let the radiation of the Holy Ghost, let it burn it out now in the name of Jesus Let it burn. Let it burn through her body right now. Let her have a physical. Let her have a physical feeling right now. Let it burn through her body now. Now, I say. Let's just do something. Who's got got sickness in your body right now? We're going to mass pray. Who's got sickness? Anybody? Sister Smith. The elder, the Bushnells, who else? Elder right here, my brother right here. I'm a looser and binder, okay? Now, I know, you know, brother, you and you always say whoever has the mic, that's, you know, who's doing whatever. I know they got a lot of, I bind this, I bind that. Me, I'm a looser. You know, if I'm sick, I don't want to bind it. I want to loose it from me. I want to get it away from me. So I'm a looser. <laughs> I'm cool with binding. You know, Bible says whatever you bind, I'm whatever you loose. So I'm a looser. So here's what we're going to do. For every sickness or whatever you got, a healing, a a healing is a process. See, a healing starts now and ends up down the road somewhere else. Okay? A miracle is I got pain, but now I don't. I got a tumor, but now I don't. My, my, My back's hurting, but now it's not. That's a miracle. A creative miracle is born one way, but God making you whole. See, we don't hear a lot about creative miracles. But healing is a process. A miracle 
is instantaneously. A creative miracle is born one way, but God making you whole. Okay? So what we're going to do is, is I have the gift of faith, but I can't heal nobody. I can speak the word of faith, and God has to do what he wants. So here's what we're going to do. In a few moments, we're going to say, I loose as a family, and then whatever you got. I loose, and you're going to say, this back pain, uh, this arthritis, uh, this uh, diabetes, this. Uh, now, cancer, we pray for cancer a different way because we got to pray against the spirit of cancer. That doesn't mean you've done something wrong, but cancer, as you well know, is one cell that leaves a group of cells and turns around and attacks that group that it leaves. And the doctors even use the terminology that it has a mind of its own. That's why I loosed the spirit of cancer. I command the radiation of the Holy Ghost to burn it out. I cursed it at the roots. I don't want it in remission. I want it to leave your body. I asked Jesus to change your blood. So that you could be made whole. I just prayed. I mean, it ain't me. I just prayed. So we're going to loose. And then we're going to say, I, I loose together. And then you're gonna, it's going to sound like a roar. There'll be somebody saying back pain. Somebody saying arthritis. And somebody will be saying knee pain. And somebody will be saying uh, this. And somebody will be saying that. And then we're going to say together. I'm going to give you about 30 seconds. And it's going to feel like an hour, but it ain't. It's just 30 seconds. And then when we're done loosening, I'm going to say, we bind it in the outer darkness. See, I want to bind things away from me. I want it to go to that outer darkness where the enemy is roaming to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. I like to put junk back on him and see how much I can make him hurt. Because the devil can only be at one place at one time. He's, om he's not omni-omnipotent present. I won't, I won't go into all that. So we're going to loose it into that outer darkness. And then we're going to say, Lord, I receive, and it's either going to be a healing because it's whatever you have faith for. Let me explain that. Whatever you have faith for, if somebody asks for a miracle and somebody else asks for a healing, that doesn't mean the person with the miracle has more faith than the person that asked for the healing. That means that's what you have faith for. See, God only does what you have faith for. That doesn't make somebody more spiritual than the other. It's what you have faith for. God could, but he'd rather not override your will. Okay? A little teaching there. Is that okay? Okay. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to say it together. Say, I loose. Now, whatever it is that you have, just start calling it out right now. See, nobody's hearing what you're saying anyway because everybody's talking. I'm going to give you about 30 seconds. Just keep on. I'm going to give you about 30 seconds. Give you about 20 more seconds. I'm going to give you about 10 more seconds. You're loosening all this stuff right now. That's right. What are we doing? We're loosening it all right now. We're loosening. I'm going to give you about five more seconds. You're loosening it. You're calling it out right now. All right. Now I want you to say, I bind it in the outer darkness. All right. Now I want you to tell the Lord whether you want a healing or a miracle or you need a creative miracle. I want you to tell him right now. 
All right, here it comes. We're about to speak the word of faith. By the authority in the word of God and by the power of the name Jesus. God, I call it to be done now in the name of Jesus Christ right now. Whatever they ask for, God, I'm asking you to do it right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, God, I'm calling it to be done right now. I'm calling it to be done right now. Let things begin to change right now. God, let the healings take place. Let the miracles take place. Let there be creative miracles take place in this house tonight. In Jesus' name. If you believe God touched you, I want you to just lift your hands again and tell him thank you by faith. God, I thank you for the working of your spirit, the healing power of your spirit. God, I thank you today. Thank you, Father. God has visited us in a unique way here tonight. 